0: This is the Friday, November 19th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We'll set you up in the next 10 minutes. Of course, it's Mike Clay and I, so we always like to go a little bit longer. But everything you need to know heading into this weekend's slate of games. So be ready.
1: It's only a kick, oh, a jump, a block, oh. it's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
0: Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. Again, Anita Marks, Mike Clay with you each and every Friday heading into Sunday Slate. Last week, week 10, we went 19 and 11. woo baby. That's right. So we are 157 <laughs> out of 267 on the season, which puts us at 59%. And I'm feeling pretty good about it, Michael.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, we're uh, off to another good week. We're just picking up momentum as we get more and more information this season, so uh yeah, I've been studying the results and learning as well. You know, this is, uh, Anita, this is the first year it really in, you know, every year we're getting more and more props, but, you know, we're we're seeing more and more of this and it's uh, allowing us to study this and learn from it and just get better at it. So uh, it's, a, it's a good time right now and we're seeing the progress throughout the season here.
0: Also, the fact that we went 19 and 11 last week, let's be honest, Mike, the last three weeks have been difficult for a number of people, right? Um, full transparency in regard to my picks on our column. I haven't been doing well. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of games went not you know you and I, I you and I are kind of on the same page a lot of times in regard to game script right like how we see a game playing out and based on that is is you know how and why we uh, we put money down on prop bets and a lot of the games the last three weeks have not flown the way mm-hmm. that we have envisioned them and so it's just it's a very it's a very unique interesting season the fact that we went 19 and 11 last week is really, is, is really uh, huge for us. So we're excited about it. Let's build off of it. Let's start with the Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills. Um, listen, the Colts have to go up to Buffalo to play in pretty frigid conditions. And listen, I, I know that uh, Carson Wentz, you know, went to North Dakota State. Like he's used to that. But I think there's a lot of guys when you play in a dome. Also uh, heading into the season, I want to say the Colts only have one game, and I think this is it, that potentially could have been in 30 or below temperatures. And sure enough, uh, the weather is going to be in that regard. Other than that, they're in a dome or they're playing in like 60 to 70 degree weather the remainder of the season, which I thought I thought was kind of interesting. But nonetheless, uh, this is a Buffalo Bills defense that uh, they're averaging five sacks per game and, uh, and they're allowing the fewest passing touchdown to opposing quarterbacks. So with that being said, game script, I see Buffalo going up early. I think that they're going to, I think the Colts are going to be playing catch up. What does that mean? I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a difficult time rushing the football. So I see them utilizing Hines in the passing game. Now, the prop bet has not come out yet in regard to receptions or receiving yards, but I'm assuming that it's going to come out and will be somewhere between two and a half to three and a half in in regard to the receiving yards, somewhere around 20 or 25. And if that is the case, then I'm going to play the over. And rece- receptions and receiving yards for Hines this week. Again, thinking game script, Colts are gonna be playing from behind late in the game. What's your prop bet in this matchup?
1: Yeah, and mine aligns with yours, right? With the expectation that the Colts are playing from behind. So I'm under 16 and a half carries here for Jonathan Taylor. Now he's averaging 16.1 this season, you know. And this is and, and that's in, you know, some good game scripts, some bad ones. He's been under 17 carries in six of his 10 games. Uh, and and look, his carries are up lately, but the game scripts have been better. They've been winning games lately. This is going to be a tough one for them against the Bills defense that has allowed the third fewest running back carries this season. In fact, only two backs have even gotten to 17 carries and three of four or, or uh, four have gotten to 12. And Anita, of the of the uh, of the four backs that went over 12 against them, well, three of them were. In uh, in their in the uh, Bills losses, right? So you know, assuming you think the Bills are going to lead and win this game, you should be leaning toward the under here for Taylor.
0: I like it. Uh, Baltimore Ravens and the Chicago Bears. So a few prop bets I'm on here. Number one, uh, Justin Fields over 35 and a half rushing yards. Also, Justin Fields over seven and a half rushing attempts, as well as Cole Komet over options. And again, that hasn't hit yet. It's been averaging somewhere around two, two and a half, three and a half um, this season. So if that's what the number is, I'm on the over for a number of reasons. Um, Fields, as we know, is slowly but surely. It's really been, let's be honest, Mike, like beyond Fields, like it's really been cool to watch the maturation process for Justin Fields, as well as we saw Mac Mac Jones last night Mm -hmm. put on a clinic against the Atlanta Falcons. It's really been cool. So I'm all about Fields. It's exciting to see him develop into the quarterback that I think the Chicago Bears believe that he could become. And he's got a great matchup here against the Ravens. They've allowed 12 touchdowns from outside the red zone. And also, here's really the big key as to what plays into my prop bets, and that is they play a lot of man coverage. And you know this. When you play a lot of man coverage, what happens? Those DBs, their backs are to the quarterback. So um, I expect Fields, as soon as he sees a a, a DB who's back to him, he's going to tuck the ball and run. So I think we're going to see a lot of rushing yards from fields in this matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. Again, over seven and a half rushing attempts over 35 and a half rushing yards. And last but not least in regard to Cole Komet, another young guy who's really turning into the tight end that I think the bears were expecting ever since bill laser took over in week four and calling the plays. Um, he's really designed a number of plays for Cole Komet and, uh, three straight games. Now he's averaging six targets. So if that number, that line comes out anywhere between over two and a half or over three and a half receptions, I'm on the over for Cole Komet. What do you have in this matchup?
1: Yeah. So uh, I just have one here, David Montgomery over 82 and a half scrimmage yards. And this one, this line's been moving up. So you want to jump on it as soon as you can here. He's averaging 87.6 this season. And Look, he's been over 82 in eight of his eight of his past 12 games going back to midseason last year when he really broke out in the second half. So, you know, when we last saw him, it was before the body played 85% of the snaps. He's the feature back here in Chicago. Uh, and it's not like Baltimore has been shutting down running backs this season, right? So they're kind of mid-pack and yardage allowed. Love this for the clear bell cow here for Chicago. Uh,
0: the Miami Dolphins going up against the Jets. I've got one prop bet in this one. Ever since Malcolm Brown has been inactive, we've seen uh, Miles Gaskin really step into that lead back for the Dolphins. However, the Dolphins one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. It's really tough. You know, he gets the volume, but he doesn't get the, a lot of the yardage. Um, and and the Jets defense, they're not good. No bueno, Mike, against opposing running backs. They've allowed 20 touchdowns to opposing ball carriers this season. So I'm I'm, I'm actually I, I, I'm interested. I'll probably put a little bit of coin on the uh, Miles Gaskin touchdown prop, anytime touchdown prop. But the one that I really like is over three and a half receptions. The Jets came out this week and said that Joe Flacco is going to be the starting quarterback. Um, and, And with all due respect to Zach Wilson, I know where the Jets drafted him. Joe Flacco is probably the best quarterback on that roster right now. So I think this game is going to be a lot more competitive than what most people think. And I think the Dolphins are going to be passing the ball. Uh, especially in the uh, in the second half. and and Gaskin is really all they have, considering that that Malcolm Brown they, they have other guys. I know they have Ahmed who's back there as well, but uh, Gaskin gets a, really a lot of the volume. So I'm going over three and a half receptions for Gaskin. What are your plays in this matchup?
1: Yeah, and I think we agree here as well. So Miami is operating the pass heaviest offense in the NFL. If we don't adjust for game script, they've thrown a little over 70% of the time. Even if we do adjust for game script, they're the fourth pass heaviest team. So, you know, we think they'll be competitive in this game. It might be more balanced than uh, usual this season. But still, Tua has been, Tua Tungaviola has been clearing 245 passing yards uh, on average this season. That is his line for this week. And I still think he goes over here. Uh, it's the key obviously is the defense, right? The jets have allowed a little over 2,600 passing yards this season. That's second most in the NFL. They also have the second highest YPA, the fourth highest completion rate. They've allowed 259 yards in seven of their nine games this season. So, uh, including each of the past six and two has played better than I think people realize. So, uh, I like the over for Tua's passing yards. And uh, I also like the over scrimmage yards for miles Gaskin. So that kind of ties into your over reception prop here. The line is 73 and a half. It's too low. Uh, you know the the uh, Jets are allowing a little over 189 scrimmage yards per game to running backs this season, which is unbelievably high. They've allowed the most rushing yards, the second most receiving yards, the most scrimmage yards, the second highest yards per carry, the fourth highest yards per target to running backs across the board. Atrocious. Ten running backs that need to have already gotten to 74 receiving or to uh, 74 scrimmage yards against them this season. And Miles Gaskin, by the way, his past four games, so roughly since Malcolm Brown and IR. touches per game if he gets that touch total this week he's going to blow by this number so love the overs here for miami
0: um the saints and the philadelphia eagles eagles have found a rhythm running the football which has really been a huge reason why they've had so so much success the last few weeks and i'm sure you know that since you're a big eagles fan mike clay Mm -hmm. um You know, also the Saints have allowed opposing quarterbacks to run the ball this season. I mean, Tyler Heineke put up 40 yards on them. Daniel Jones put up um, over 20 as well earlier in the season. So I I like Hurts over 47 and a half rushing yards. You can get that at minus 115. Also in the passing game for the Saints, the Eagles have just been god awful against opposing tight ends. So Trotman, I like him over 25 and a half receiving yards. Also, with Trevor Simeon under center, uh, Deontay, Deontay Harris leads the team in targets. He has 17 with Simeon under center. So I like um, both Trotman over 25 and a half receiving yards, and I like Harris over 37 and a half receiving yards as well. What's your prop play here?
1: Yeah, so you're making me uncomfortable as usual. As usual, So many overs. Just so many overs, Anita. But, uh, <laughs> But I, I have one as well here. I have to I have to jump in the overfund as well. Trevor Simeon over one and a half passing touchdowns. We're getting this at nice plus money. It's plus one forty right now. You might be able to even do better than that. So keep an eye out uh for sure. But he's th- look, he's thrown two touchdowns in each of his last two games. And the Saints, you know, if you include all of their games this season, they have at least two passing touchdowns in six of their nine games this season. And they're still scoring with Simeon in there, right? There hasn't been really any drop-off. They were averaging three touchdowns per game with Winston they're averaging three touchdowns per game with uh, Simeon under center uh, the Eagles you know they've been pretty good at pass defense this season but they've still allowed 16 touchdowns through the year that's 14th most they've allowed at least two and half of their game so I think there's a shot that Simeon throws to and at plus 140 I'm taking that
0: um, if it makes you feel any better I did have the under with Kyle Pitts and receptions and receiving yards I me too there Thursday we go night if that makes you if that makes you feel like I do play the unders when um when it's it's like it's so obvious <laughs> mm-hmm. you and I have talked about this like it's hard for me to play unders because I, I I look I purposely look for overs because I, I like rooting for guys mm-hmm. you know what I mean I rather root for guys who do well than root for dudes to do poorly
1: yeah um, now, I, look I hear you I tweeted earlier today someone was talking about the same topic uh you know uh oh um overs bring I forget exactly what I said but overs bring hope unders bring anxiety right so people love <laughs> yeah, exactly <overs>. exactly
0: <laughs> exactly uh, and, and I'm really curious at the end of the season Mike, when we do our last podcast, I, I'd, I'd love for us to do. I'd love for you to find out, like you know, what the percentages of overs and unders that hit the season.
1: Yep, um, I've, I've been I've been tracking that, so we can definitely do that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really curious in regards to the 49ers in Jacksonville. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is dealing with a finger injury. I would, right before we started broadcasting this podcast, recording this podcast, I looked up. He's going to be a game time decision, and uh, and I love the way that Kyle Shanahan utilized Devo Samuel rushing the football last week against the rams six times for 22 yards so if mitchell's limited from what i understand jeff wilson is going to get the bulk of the volume in the backfield i still see them utilizing samuel right now you can get on this over five and a half rushing yards for debo samuel are you kidding me and you get that at minus 120 man hashtag run don't walk jump on this because i don't know about you mike i I think i think that total is going to go up if if in fact at game time Elijah Mitchell or you know an hour and a half before kickoff Elijah Mitchell is, is uh, said to be inactive i don't i don't think that prop bet is going to be that juicy
1: mm-hmm. yep i hear you i'm uh, i'm a little surprised by that too based on what we saw last week but um, uh, i have one here as well i'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence here at home under 35 and a half pass attempts look his season average is a little above this 36.8 but it's distorted by a couple games where he attempted over 50 passes you know he's been under 36 in six of his nine games. And now he's facing a 49ers defense that it, you know they face the fifth fewest pass attempts on a per game basis. Quarterbacks averaging 31.9 per game against them, and only two quarterbacks this season have reached 36 pass attempts. That was Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. So loving the under here for Lawrence,
0: Cincinnati. Oh, which by the way, I love that as well because I like the over in this Jags 49ers game. By the way. Um, in regard to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Raiders, um, you know, I, I, I've got Higgins. Well, first of all, I got Joe Burrow over 260 and a half passing yards. I also have T. Higgins over 60 and a half receiving yards. You can get both of those at minus 115. The Bengals are coming off of a bye, refreshed, ready to go. And I love this, and you know this better than most because you've got a phenomenal wide receiver cornerback matchup column that hits on, uh, on ESPN.com each and every week. The Raiders play the most cover three coverage in their secondary and Joe Burrow has just been a beast against cover three, averages 75% completion percentage. So I think Burrow goes off against uh, this Raiders pass defense. And last but not least T Higgins. Um, I know, you know, Jamar Chase has been getting so much love this season, but T Higgins, he's been averaging 10 targets a game his last few games. So Um, I've got Higgins over 60 and a half receiving yards and bro over 268 and a half passing yards.
1: Yep. Like it. I have a bunch from this game as well. Uh, Joe Burrow, I guess to throw an interception, we're somehow getting this at even money, even though he's thrown at least one pick in seven of nine games this season, including five in a row. Uh, The Raiders pretty good defensively, especially in the perimeter. So I like to think he'll make one mistake. Uh, So yes to burrow Uh, Jamar chase under five and a half receptions again at even money i mean think about how good he has been top five fantasy receiver one of the best rookie season rookie seasons we've ever seen uh from a from a rookie and uh he's averaging 4.9 catches a game that's under this line so'm um, a little surprised by that you know you look at i mentioned the Raiders defense only seven wideouts have even gotten to six or more passes caught against him this season so at even money definitely leaning under there. Uh, The under is usually going to be the sharp play on catches anyway. And then Darren Waller, this uh, may be my favorite bet on the board at the moment under 71 and a half receiving yards. Look last year, Darren Waller finished 10th in the entire NFL in receiving yards. He had a little over uh, 1,196 yards, right? Big number 10th, best in the league. He averaged 74.5 yards per game. That's what that works out to. That is barely above this line. So I, I just don't understand it for a guy that's not playing at that level this season, he's at 61.8 per game. If you if you exclude week one when he had 19 targets, which is certainly an outlier, it's at 55.6. He's been under 72 in six of his past seven games. Uh, and also the Bengals have been pretty good against tight ends this season. So uh, I'm hammering the under here on Waller if I can get it.
0: Yeah, I love that as well. Ever since uh unfortunately, you know, Henry Ruggs is no longer a part of that team, um, him stretching the field really opened up things for Darren Waller. I think that's a big reason why we've seen him struggle as of late. It doesn't look like Deshaun Jackson is fitting that void as well. Green Bay Packers against the Minnesota Vikings. Aaron Jones is out. I love me some AJ Dillon. Give me over 112 and a half rushing and receiving yards. He's got a juicy matchup against the Minnesota Vikings rush defense that ranks 31st in the NFL, and I think Dylan is going to have a monster, monster amount of volume this week, both in the pass and the run. So over 112 and a half rushing and receiving yards, and you get that at 110.
1: Yep, I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers under two and a half passing touchdowns here. You're going to get some pretty ugly juice on this, but um, you know, look, he's thrown at least two touchdowns in seven of nine games this season, but he's reached three only twice, uh, Detroit and Washington. And those are defenses that have really struggled. Minnesota's defense has not. I mean, last year he threw seven touchdowns in the two games against the Vikings, but that was the worst Mike Zimmer defense we've ever seen. It's much better this year uh, and, and, in, and in previous years. Before last year, that random year where Zimmer's defense was bad, he had thrown more than two in a game against Minnesota, one time in his previous 10 games and then again this year minnesota has bounced back 13 passing touchdowns allowed only two quarterbacks have hit three kyler murray and lamar jackson so guys like you know you think about joe burrow russell wilson justin herbert baker mayfield they combined for four passing touchdowns in their games against minnesota so uh, i think this again the juice isn't great but i still think it's a long shot he gets the three so i like the under
0: all right, uh, some games that uh, that both of us are on, but um, but but not uh, individually. So uh, for one, it's me. It's the Houston Texans going up against the Tennessee Titans. I'm on um, I'm on Foreman here, uh, Deontay Foreman. Over carries and over rushing yards. This is a revenge game for him. A lot of people might not know this, Mike, but he was once a part of the Houston Texans. He tore up his knee, and then they cut him. Uh Ah. So, man, uh, he really has been the cream that has risen to the top in regard to that backfield ever since Derrick Henry has gone down. We know how committed the Tennessee Titans are to running the football. And I think because this is a revenge spot for him, I can see I I can see them teeing him up big time. Uh, That prop bet has not hit the board yet. So keep an eye on it. But um, I would imagine that it's somewhere around 10 and a half, 11 and a half. Who knows, maybe even lower than that. Um, I think he gets the bulk of the carries in the backfield and uh, and and this is a Texans team that you could run against as well so Deontay Foreman over carries and over rushing yards what are well, I know you've got yeah. two other games that uh, yeah, I am I, not on but you are what are they
1: yeah actually I have one in this game you can get Ryan Tannehill yes to throw an interception at plus 170 which is unreal because he has eight picks this year including at least one in six of 10 games and you might think well it's Houston they're not going to they're not going to pick him off. Well, they're eighth in the NFL in interceptions. They have nine this year. They want at least one in six of nine games. So uh, I like that one for sure. Um, uh, other games here, uh, David Montgomery over scrimmage yards. You know, he's played, uh, um, he played a massive role uh, when we saw him uh, before the buy, 85% of the snaps. So, you know, he's been, you know, he, he gets the rock quite a bit. I like the over if he can get that at around 80 and a half, or 82 and a half yards and uh a bunch from this this dallas chiefs game i think there's a lot that is appealing in this one um flying through them quick uh, Dak prescott we won got a little bit of a miracle last week on a scoring correction but we won the under on passing yards. we're going to do it again at 299 and a half uh, the chiefs are playing better defense as of late uh they got beat by some running quarterbacks earlier this year but trending the right way so i like the under here for Dak. uh cd lamb um very much like Jamar Chase, under five and a half catches. Basically, basically, the same prop here, you're just getting worse juice. But and the juice, by the way, is going the wrong direction. I did like this more when it was closer to even money. But again, he's averaging 5.2 per game this season. He's been under six in four of nine games, but that was with Michael Gallup out. He's back now. And uh, the Chiefs have done a pretty good job against wide receivers this season. Uh, they're allowing 11 catches per game to wide receivers. That's it. I mean, if if Lamb gets a six, that's over half of that number, you know. So they've done a nice job there, like the under. Uh, Dalton Schultz, his usage has changed a lot. And, and you know, Michael Gallup's back now, which is part of it. But, you know, his target share when he was lighting it up in fantasy and in the yardage category a couple weeks ago was 29%. It sounded 12% over the past three weeks. And uh, so I like the under 43.5 receiving yards. We hit on this last week, and he had uh, he only had two targets in that game, that 14 yards. So I uh, like that a lot. Again, the Chiefs have been much better against tight ends. As of late, including last week, Darren Waller, 24 yards in that game last week. So like that. And one more, again, I'm going with the unders on these big numbers. Travis Kelsey under 77 and a half receiving yards. Now my projections close here, but again, the number is just too high. He's been short of 78 yards in six of 10 games this season. And that is despite being number one in targets, catches and yards at the tight end position. So again, this is a very high number, um, And uh, actually, Gronk, Gronk back in week one, the only tight end to clear this line. Actually, the only tight end to clear 60 yards against uh, this against Dallas this season. So I like the under here.
0: One last one. And just to keep an eye on. And that is Marquise Brown dealing with a thigh injury for the Baltimore Ravens. If he doesn't go, I do like the over with Rashad Bateman in regard to uh, to receptions and and receiving yards. So, um, again, just just a heads up. You know, and that's only and only if Marquise Brown isn't active heading into week 12. All right. Uh, great job as always, Mike. Uh, love doing this podcast with you. Let's continue to help people win some money. We're 59% on the season. So, uh, again, it's been over 10 minutes, I know, but well worth it. So please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow um, if you, uh, of course, the show. And help us out tremendously. Please let us know how we're doing Um, and uh, we're here with you each and every Friday. So good luck in week 11, and we'll see you next Friday.